David Carradine and Sylvester Stallone battle across the states in Death Race 2000, Roger Corman's greatest film, tonight on Cinema de Fromage. The year 2000. America is a vast speedway. People line the streets to witness the greatest drivers on earth in a race from sea to shining sea. This is a death race. You finish first, or not at all. Death Race 2000. Every car a deadly weapon. Every spectator a potential point. It's a cross-country road wreck. And the traffic is murder. Who are you anyway? Best driver on earth. I don't want you to die. He was built by the world's finest surgeons to drive the fastest car ever designed, and nothing can stop him now. Death Race 2000, rated R. All right, all right, all right. Now, this is a film. <laughs> uh, welcome to Cinema Fromage, your host, Dean Damon, with my co-hosts, Jen Kente, and the not-here-today, hope he's feeling better soon, Joshua. So, uh, we've just seen Death Race 2000 um, from 19... Oh, I always get this wrong. 1975, I believe. Um, this is basically uh, what I would say a comic book brought to life. Um, so how is everyone doing, by the way? I'm doing fine. It's always fine. Nobody's, nobody's you know, miserable when I call. Jen, how about you? You've got, you're, you've got, you're, you've got a few something to say. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, wow, yeah. Uh, terrible. It's like, uh, actually, okay, actually, I'm going to make a confession. Like, I remembered this movie so much better <laughs> than it actually is oh. and watching it this time i mean i could actually feel my the, the sadness meter in my entire soul oh. I, I i remember this movie just being so amazing and when i watched it this time it wasn't just that i was let down it was that i was actually sad <laughs> Oh, so you're a victim of your own anticipation of the film. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Oh, and, that's and not good. Terrible. I mean, it was pretty mm. bad. Oh, yeah. It's generally, it's a, it's a Roger Corman film. So, you know, two things. It's going to be cheap and thrown together really quickly. And without any thought towards anything but have, making sure there's TNA on the screen and violence. To make sure that the kids would go to the drive-ins and see these films, there would never be his films are not about quality, <laughs> never have been, but they're entertaining. And, and to that end, it didn't disappoint. To that end, it didn't disappoint. But were you not entertained? Still, I I, I actually was entertained. I just remembered it being Better. so much grander than it actually was and then when i saw it i was just like oh my god that's such a little tiny movie that's so tiny. oh yeah that's the thing this is it's an epic idea done on the cheap and it's it shows <laughs> it really does but if you really want to feel better about the film watch the remake and realize oh yeah it could have been a lot worse 
because those films are just awful. Well, they, they, well, they, they don't I, even I go promise, with the plot for God's sake. I, I promise I will have something to say about the latest Death Race as we go forward because I did watch that very recently. So I, I promise. When did that? Which one? Uh, when did this one come out? Uh, the latest one. It came came out earlier this year. Okay, I didn't know about that. See, I have not been keeping up. I, I just remember the ones from the early 2000s, which were just awful. Anyways, well, seeing, seeing as you're disappointed, why don't you give us a little rundown of the plot of this movie? Um. Well, okay, so let's see. Actually, you know, I had, I had the grid in front of me, and now I don't have... It's uh, okay. You can... But... Uh, oh, Kinte's helping you here. <laughs> yeah, Kinte, where's my? Uh, right in the messages. Right here in the messages. Right here, over here, messages. Good God. because I think this is sort of hilarious. <clears throat> in the thousand, America is a totalitarian brink of collapse. The most popular sport in this dystopia is the trans Earn points for logging the fastest time. Oh my god, seriously. And mowing over the most instant pedestrian. This year's competition includes Frankenstein, who is rumored to be more machine than man, and the tough as nails machine gun. Some of them have a plan to stop the race. That's it. Can I um, can I go out on a limb? I think that synopsis was not written for the original release of this film. Can we go on a limb? I, I feel like that's something that was done in <laughs> way. Yes, I think so because like done before the movie was actually shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, possible. Yeah, I I, I, I I guarantee that wasn't the original synopsis. No. Oh, well, um, okay. Well, you know what, Kente, um, why don't you give your uh, impressions of the film and, um, and maybe, like, when was the first time you saw this one? Um, I saw it as a kid. Okay. Uh, I was probably... You saw this as a kid? Yeah. With all that gratuitous violence and nudity. I've seen a lot of stuff I shouldn't have seen. It explains um, a lot. It does. But I remember, like, much very similar to Jen. I was looking forward to seeing it. Because I remember this movie to be very good. And I remember enjoying it when I watched it. And then I I watched it last night. And then I had to finish it today as well. <laughs> the first, well, I mean, I started watching it last night. I'm going to tell you how much I didn't enjoy it. Ooh. I started watching it and 10 minutes into it, because I, I was, it was, I was, my buddy was here. And we're about to watch it, and he suffered through some of the movies this year with me. And about ten minutes into it, I said, "Well, it, at least it's a short runtime. It was only like an hour and sixteen minutes." Yeah. So then, I said, "You know what? I'm not going to make you watch this." So I turned it off, even though I knew that there was a chance that I may not be able to see it before, you oh, know, no. the court uh, time. And mm-hmm. then you're going to laugh what we watched in in. In its place, what uh, raising, raising? Oh no! And oh. did that one hold up? 
actually, uh, actually, we enjoyed watching that, uh, mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't as good as I remembered it to be. No. But uh, never are. But uh, I, we actually enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. there were parts where we're laughing and all of that. But anyway, it has a really cool ending. But um, then I I came home early, so I was able to watch it in the middle of the day, and um, it was it was hard. It was a chore to get through it. It was uh, it was not fun to watch, and I tried to get into it, you know, because like I'm like, oh, David Carradine, you know, and he's playing this mysterious character, and then it's like, nah, and like I like David Carradine, but mm-hmm. it just didn't have what I hoped that it would have in the movie, right? And um, Sylvester Stallone was so freaking annoying. <laughs> oh God, he was. Oh, he was just himself. This is pre-Rocky, so like yeah. Before. You know, as for a racing movie, this movie was so slow. <laughs> I mean, it just I, felt it, slow because it did go by quickly. It's only an hour oh and sixteen God, minutes. The, I, the I, pacing I, was so. It, the pacing was sticky. It, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it transitionally felt sticky. Like every time there was a pause, I almost. I, it was almost hard to accept that that pause would ever get unstuck because every single little plot point felt like they were going to stay there and be mired forever. Oh God, it was just awful. Oh my God. Well, especially the scenes of the revolutionaries. That's where the, it just slowed uh, down to nothing. Now, wait, wait, the best scene, the best scene though was when Sylvester Stallone got his ass whooped by Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, oh, that was such a bad fight. That was you saw it. It's like okay, we've got fight marked there. Um, no time to choreograph. Do what you can, guys, to make this look good. I just like seeing Sylvester Stallone get his ass whooped. Yeah, this is pre-Rocky, so he was allowed to get his ass whooped. Not a good boxer in this movie. <laughs> Not at all. He was a, a weenie. Oh, yeah. but and here's the thing: David Carradine did not come across as like this badass. He looked in that suit; he looked so skinny and nothing. Right? Yeah, he always yeah. looked like like really skinny and uncomfortable. And it's like uh, he's supposed to be menacing. And if they'd gotten a bigger actor or you know a bulky guy like they would have in the '80s, then you know he might have had some menace to him. But he does. The gimp from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's what he looks like. The gimp from Pulp Fiction. Right. Yeah. But with less muscle. Yeah, it, it probably was based on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's like it does feel good though that you could be a sex symbol having lost, you know, your arms, your hands, yes, your legs. Uh, intimate like this for the first half of the movie until he took his mask off. I am Frankenstein. I do, I do. Okay. And I, he intimated that he might have lost. His uh, junk as well, uh, so he might have had that, that was all a lie, and we found out that there were several Frankenstein's, and he was just uh-huh. the latest of the Frankenstein's. Right. Okay. So okay. So brings so, us <laughs> actually, uh, ironically or not, to the latest remake of Death Race, which oh. is always Death Races are always sort of built on these ridiculous premises, right? But mm-hmm. in this particular one, the same thing. The the uh, basically what we learn is that Frankenstein is an ideal and Frankenstein must right. exist no matter what and right. so they will keep continuing to choose a new Frankenstein but and pretend he's the same one what right was so hokey, yeah right. what was so hokey but and, and sort of I mean, the one that I watched that I ironically or not had Zach McGuire 
Um, and the the one that I just watched was the the whoever they choose every single time, whoever they choose to be in of the you know hey we're the protagonist loosely the protagonist they always get mm-hmm. such like think they were going to be really awful actors and they end up just awful i mean the only yeah. one that i can think of and tell me if i'm wrong but the only one i think of that was actually good was the one with um with uh was it statham that was in it I don't think any of them were good. So, I mean, if you're saying the best of the worst, I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, It's been so long since I saw it. I purged it from my memory. Yeah, it might be. I I purged it from my memory, to be honest. Anyone got Wikipedia up there? And and that one was... That one I think was actually pretty good. That one was actually pretty good. But the but every but all the other ones, the main protagonists are so weak that it's hard for me to even think that they see are they should have had Arnold as Frankenstein. Or no, better yet, forget it. If you go with this movie, you should have. This is the only time. And uh, no offense to the Rock, he's a nice guy and everything, but an actor, he's not. This is the only time that you could put a pro wrestler in that role, and it would work. Because he could do his pro wrestling shtick. Because basically, all of the characters in this movie are basically like wrestling characters. They're over the top. They're symbolic. One, I mean, for God's sakes, one's a Nazi. I don't know why that passed, but hey, I guess the year two thousand was a lot, you know, more lenient to uh, to Nazi propaganda and white supremacy. Who knew? But um, you know, they were all like these, you know, over the top characters. So they. If you'd gotten wrestlers to play those parts, probably been more effective. And then you could have had somebody like uh, The Undertaker playing Frankenstein, which would have worked, right? And you've got this menacing, brooding guy who looks like a monster, and you know. And then he could have played that part, and it turned out, oh, he's not really this guy. He's, you know, he suddenly starts talking like a normal person. But that's not the film we got. No, instead we got Dave Carradine in a gimp suit. Looking very skinny and very scrawny. Luckily, he's a driver, so he doesn't have to look big and burly. But they shouldn't put him in action scenes. He looked terrible. Well, you know, with that, uh, the movie that came out the same year, it's basically the same premise. Which one was that? We t- it was our first film, Rollerball. You know what? I was going to put a, a, because if you look at it, the end of the movie, uh, the pseudo end of the movie, when Frankenstein's triumphant, what happens? They're chanting Frankenstein, Frankenstein. And all I'm thinking of is at the end of Rollerball where they're chanting Jonathan, Jonathan. It's like, yeah, this is very similar. And it's the same kind of theme where they're, they, the lone sports guy strikes out against the big bad government by doing what the sports guy does. And somehow that wins the day. Let me see uh, the date of the, see which one actually came out first. Uh, well, I bet you Rollerball came out first, and, and Corman said, "We got to get something out similar to that. Let's knock this off. We got two weeks. Let's go." June twenty fifth, uh, Rollerball. This came out April twenty seventh, so it beat. Oh, for Rollerball, that's wow. interesting. Huh. Norman Jewison copied. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, here, here's why I know that's not true, because Norman Jewison actually takes time to put a film together, unlike Mr. Corman, who's like, okay, you've got this many cameras, you've got this many weeks, you've got this kind of budget for squibs and explosions, 
and uh, I go to the local uh, shop and find some girls who will take their clothes off for the camera. And that, and and then we'll write a script to put that all together, and we'll fix it in editing. Copy, copy, copy. <laughs> copy, paste. Boom. Here's a, thinking. Uh, there's weird things about this film. In some ways, this film is very dated and cheap, and in some ways, it's it's got all the bad qualities of what's happening today in film. And sort of uh, sort of guess them. The action scenes to make up for the fact they didn't have any really good really good shots of driving aside from a couple they cut them together in such weird ways and it's all these really quick random cuts that you don't really figure out what the hell you're looking at and that represents the action and it's like oh this is familiar this is like a lot of films nowadays where they don't bother to choreograph a fight scene they just throw a bunch of random shots together and uh, they say there we go if you're confused and you're we'll add shaky cam to it to make it better but you know this kind of well in this one in this one they actually used that really awful jarring uh thing where they actually had things move at slow speed and, and then, then speed post editing go really fast and and it, it's it it did that part no. did not age well at all you know what film did get away with that? And even though it's still obvious and kind of silly, is uh, Road Warrior. They did the exact same thing in Road Warrior. Yeah. But the scenes were a lot more exciting and interestingly shot that you kind of ignore that. In this one, it's very jarring. And it's like, oh, look at him go around that corner really stupidly fast. Oh, okay. Well, and watch well, that bird fly by fast, too. Also, if, if we could make a contrast here between warrior because it's all because you know cars the yes. the the thing in the in the race itself and this is where this is where death race you can see there's like there's been in the first and this one they start out with all of the drivers basically trying to get to one location real quick right mm -hmm. and they right. take different routes, which mm -hmm. at all but so it's, they take to get through the fastest with the most kills right so okay, and and I mean you know there's there's a you gotta leap in order to get there, and okay you know maybe their navigators go yeah you know it's gonna be better if we get to uh, you know if we get to Saint Louis by going uh, Pittsburgh or no it's gonna be way better if we go by Washington D.C. you know whatever the the the, the I think there is a, a missing central point that probably film which later in later death races did sort of get uh, a little bit more explained like it feels a little bit more institutionalized so it feels like there's an actual remember the movie the running man where mm -hmm. it's like i try like, not to but yeah our global the, see i think they were trying to go for that kind of dystopian idea where you know the masses are kind of lulled to sleep by the graphic violence and over the top uh everybody wants to root for their favorite team but mm -hmm. what they failed to do was make anybody other than the resistance and the road kills a real part of the movie so we never mm -hmm. actually see that anybody is even interested in this race except for the people that are reporting it well they had that big huge crowd of 30 or 40 people sitting there in that stand in the beginning right those I and forgot, maybe maybe another twenty or so at the end of the race, and America was completely abandoned for the rest of the race. It's 
It's a strange <laughs> film. Except it, for the, except who was walking on the road. Yes. With the tire. Yes. Remember? Yes, he's the only. My favorite is the fisherman who, you know, you're yeah, I was just about to say that. That is my favorite scene in the whole thing. Machine Gun Joe runs him down and then spins the back tire over his head afterwards. Just as a, yeah, that's my second favorite scene. Yeah. And my he, favorite line. He was Why was he running in a straight line? Well, because he was dumb. Right. He's a bozo. <laughs> and, you know, he was told to by the director. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but my favorite line in the movie is right in the beginning where they're introducing us. Machine Gun Joe, loved by hundreds, hated by thousands. <laughs> it's like, what a great line. <laughs> loved by hundreds. <laughs> it's like, this guy's in this race and everyone's knows nobody likes him, except for a couple of uh, deviants and sociopaths, I guess. But, yeah. but uh, so it's a weird film because it's trying to it, and it isn't. Uh, it's trying to pretend it's saying something, and it's not. It's because it's 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 bad. It's trying to world build, but it doesn't. Like there's so many holes that you go, and and after a while you just don't care. But it's sort of like going, okay, you you've got a bad government that apparently the government is run outside of the United States, and there's some sort of dictatorship and possibly a theocracy. Hard to tell. Um, but that's it. Yeah, Jen, you, you don't have, understand you anything. going on with your mic, Jen. She's chewing or something. Uh-huh. Go ahead. But uh, she, sort of, a, you, and that's it. And it's just, okay, that's what it is. And it's bad because it's totalitarian. And there's a couple of hints that the economy's gone. And I guess something with the telephone. The French. The French the president makes a. Uh, a, a speech where you blame the, the telephone problems on the French. So right. I don't know what that means. And maybe that was a line that referred to something in the 70s as uh, a problem that was happening in the States. Hi, hon. Um, so the um, the thing with the, the movie is it doesn't world build enough. It sort of gives a small skeleton, but it doesn't matter because it's only about this race. And the race itself doesn't make any sense. Like, is it designed to cull the population? Is it just to be a spectacle to make people, you know, like as Jim was saying, just a, some bread and circuses kind of thing? Or is it, what? I don't know. Like, I mean, even the rules don't make sense. Is it the most killed and the fastest time? Or you have the fastest time, it doesn't matter if you have the most kills? Because if that were the case, then you could just, you know, circle around and try to run down as many people as possible and come in fourth and still win the race. Well, that well, that's you know, what I was saying. Find an orphanage and run over a bunch of babies. They were high points, if I remember correctly. That's what I was saying about the future death races. Future death races turned into like you know, at what you point? Jen again? Is it me again? Can you hear me? I hear her just fine. Oh, I don't hear anything. It's weird. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, I hear you just fine. Uh, okay, well, at future uh, in future death races, they turn it into uh, uh -oh. like a. Is a anyone spectator. speaking? Because I cannot hear a thing. I am. It, yeah, it's a spectator ahead. sport ahead, that um, that the prison system runs. That the, the the all of the people that are in it are basically vying for their freedom and stuff. Are you there? So I mean, death race has definitely come through uh -oh. uh, an evolution. But as a beginning I love these point, this is I can't so hear a thing, and I don't know why. Go ahead, finish. 
I, I, I was just saying that as a, as a premise, as a start out point, this, after seeing all the other death races, the beginning one is so weak in terms of what it delivers. I wish in a weird way, I wish I could go back in time and sort of not remember or not remember, but not have seen it again this time because I was so enamored with the whole idea to begin with. And now that I've seen it again, I feel a little bit disillusioned by the whole thing because wow, this one was really underwhelming. And some of the other ones, even though they've been sort of crazy because they, they're not awesome, they are watchable and they're fun. They're super fun to watch. This one, not so much. No, this wasn't fun to watch. It was a, it was a real chore to get through it. Um, I try to, I try to, not color it with the brush of expectations from like movies now, but you know that's kind of unfair because there's a there was so many great films pre 1975 so and 75, so you know I don't you know it's not a, from a technical standpoint I don't. It's just from a storyline. I just didn't, I just didn't care, you know, and um, I just didn't enjoy watching it. And, you know, um, you didn't have really an idea of where the characters were at. I mean, they showed a map, but uh, that was, a, you know, that was another thing um, that I didn't like. And then to be honest with you, uh, maybe the movie did it better than I'm giving it credit for. But I really didn't understand all the characters and what they actually were. Maybe it was because I was so disinterested. I didn't follow it. So I, I don't know if that's what it did. I mean, I don't. maybe it was better than I gave it credit. Because you mentioned something about something. I can't remember what it was. I forgot already that fast. And I was like, I didn't remember that from that movie. So... But um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a fun film to watch. Oh, disappointing. I'm surprised. I mean, I did enjoy it, but I saw it as sort of a really cheesy black comedy where they were just you know everything was over the top goofy, and I was kind of enjoying it for that, like a giant comic book. So it was like, okay, this is really dumb stuff that's happening, and uh, but I was enjoying it. I mean, the violence was fun. Um, you know different car wrecks the you know um i liked when sylvester sloan would be killing his own pit crew because they were mocking him and that was that kind of over the top kind of nonsense uh, i liked the news commentators and that was kind of interesting stuff especially the ending where the guys telling the whole history of violence uh, yeah. over their credits and i thought that was funny and i enjoyed that and it's like those little touches i enjoyed um I think some of the stuff is really dated and you lose some of the, like the other announcer, the woman who kept going, a very good friend of mine um, was taking the piss out of basically uh, people like Rona Barrett and uh, women reviewers back in the, uh, in the early seventies that where they, that was the thing where Barbara Walters and they've talked about, Oh yes, blah, 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 who was a very good friend of mine. And I want to talk to you. And they were kind of playing that up. So everybody was a very good friend of hers. in this movie. I mean, it was little things like that. I kind of liked it. I, I, I mean, that's my opinion. Obviously, if it was a slog for you guys, it was a slog for you guys, and that's fair. I mean, it's not a good action film. If you're looking for the action, no. Like I said, the uh, no. the driving scenes are badly edited and everything else. I don't care about genre necessarily. It's just do I enjoy, like especially with the films that we review on here, do I enjoy the, the movie? Like, is it a good time? So whether it's action, drama, comedy, or whatever, that's what you know. I look at, and I just didn't enjoy it. 
<laughs> and I wanted to so much because it had, you know, David Carradine, Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone mm-hmm. Uh, was in it. And, you know, a Roger Corman produced film. He didn't yes. direct it. No, he didn't direct it. No. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's an interesting subject. Yeah, you're, uh, Jen, your mic still does something. Um, so, but, you know, um, it's not the worst film that we've reviewed. Oh, God, no. No. But, uh, far far but, from it. But it's, you know, it was, yeah. Okay, let's. I have an idea. I have an yeah. idea. I, I think mm-hmm. that we should pitch George Miller to produce the next Death Race. What do you think? But no I, more Death Races. <laughs> I, I, have, know, I would go yeah. for it. I'd think it would be great only if it's like, you know, the, the premise of that they have to run down people for points and everything. And that I want it to be that cheesy. I don't want it to be a film that takes itself seriously as if it's some sort of commentary on, you know, the world and everything. It's like, screw that. I just want to see a movie with carnage and people being run over by, you know, people and other people cheering for it. Well, you should definitely latest death race then because okay. i really think that you would actually enjoy it it's I not might. i mean you, you can't look at it like it's going to be some kind of cinematic masterpiece and i gotta tell you no. some of the acting is really bad but it's okay. so over the top it's, it's it's it has that over the top quality to it that makes it um fun to watch because mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of driving and killing right well then i think i might like that it's a turn your brain off, uh, forget about anything. And I mean, that's how I enjoyed this film. I mean, it is a bad film. It's a cheap film. It, like I said, the action scenes are, are badly edited. Um, and what the, you know, you can see where they spent every dollar and it's all cheap looking. Uh, the cars are the most things they spent the money on. And even then they all look goofy. Um, but, and that plane, that was a weird looking thing too. I didn't know if that was a miniature or if that was an actual plane of some sort, but I mean, if I'm, if I'm thinking about that when I'm watching the movie, then something's gone wrong. <laughs> I thought it was a drone. I was like, wow, they got drones back? Well, yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, but no one didn't have drones back then. Yeah. In the 70s, so, for God's sakes. I, I, I was saying, though, we need to do a show, like a special episode uh, where we take a look at movies that are set in the future by at least 20 years and kind of rated on what it got right. You know, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, did it actually meet up to the time or whatever? And that might be interesting to do. So. So, yeah. The, uh, sorry, I got, I had a little thing going on back here. Um, Mm -hmm. So can you just say that again? I, I am so sorry. Yeah, no, I, I was saying that we might need to do a show about movies that are set in the future by at least 20 years. Oh, yes. Yeah. And oh, and then kind of judge if uh if it if it got it right or not. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah. Well, it got some things right. Don't forget one of the prizes was a 50-inch uh, TV set, which was something that was around what well, was even around in 2000. That was futuristic even for 2000. Yeah, see that there there you go. Go. they got right. Yeah, and the, the economy was going to go in the dumpers in the two thousands. They got that right. That's right. So you know, that's yeah. two out of two right there. Yeah, I just love how fondly uh, Frankenstein. You know, he's like, yeah, I lost my right arm in ninety seven. <laughs> yeah. I lost my left leg in ninety eight, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and really, who doesn't like the hand grenade joke? 
<laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, wow. It's like, I'm okay, you like, knew the film. Hand, gra- hand grenade ex machina. <laughs> uh, I would just like to know why in the dystopian future they think all the roads are going to be in such great shape. I mean, the roads aren't even in that good shape now. Well, I think what it was is they, they made sure that the routes were ready for the race every year. Because right. I didn't see any other cars out there, you notice. There was yeah. nobody driving out there. No, but what so I want to know is... Whoever that mom was who let their kid out on the road actually needs to get like their kid taken away. Because what no. mom in their right mind has their kid walking the road during death race? Um, one who doesn't want her kid? <laughs> that, that's that's my thoughts. <laughs> You wouldn't let your kid out during death race? No. So here, here's the weird thing in the logic of the film. This is where, you know, they don't give a shit. Is, um, every time they get a kill, it's obviously televised. And the guys, ah, it's a good kill and everything. So obviously they're monitoring them. Yet the entire time, they're not catching all this conversation between Frankenstein and his navigator and who she is and what they're up to and all this other stuff. And they don't know anything about any of these other things that have happened. Like, oh, you said you drove through the fire and everything. It's like, wait, wouldn't they have seen that when he was being ambushed? What happened? Because they're seeing everything else. It's like this film suddenly, you know, decides it's watching itself. Right. It needs to. And then it doesn't. And it's like, it's very bizarre. Though I did like the uh, the news reporter Junior, uh, the announcer, he he made me laugh because he was just gross looking and really over the top excited. And he's got a and the actor playing him had a very strange credit. Um, let's see if I can find it because it wasn't like hey Joe Blow. It was like um, let's find out who was who played Junior. Um, do 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 junior yeah um here it is don Steele, but it wasn't that was as the real don Steele was his credit so i don't know who uh the original don Steele was or the fake don Steele was but he was the real don Steele. so that is an interesting credit to have Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't know, man. This film, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I just didn't love watching it. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Jen, are you there? Did we lose you, Jen? No, she's just on mute. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I, 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 I actually, <clears throat> I have to say that despite the fact that I was like super underwhelmed by what I remembered, I still had a pretty good time watching the movie just because death race just has some nostalgic piece of my heart. I, I don't exactly mm-hmm. even understand why, but I mean, it, it, it was still, it was, it was terror bad, but it was terror bad in a way that was, yeah, this is Death Race. Like, I never yeah. expect anything awesome from Death Race because it's just, this is Death Race. But I was, but, I mean, going back to that original point, <clears throat> I was underwhelmed by what I remembered to be sort of these iconic roles because I felt like they were bigger than life at the time. And when I went back, 
fact now as an adult i guess i dare say um it what they were just like oh wow okay who are these puny people and why are they in these roles this is awful yeah yeah i mean i didn't expect anything awesome I just expect to be entertained. So, uh, you know, I think I think one of the navigators was Gopher from the Love Boat too, if I remember no, correctly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> hey so, man, we need love on that he boat. Was, and he was the Nazi too. So. Yeah, I. You know what? The Nazi team though, they played with a lot of spunk. They did. You know, <laughs> I love how they went out. That was hilarious. That was funny. Yeah. That, that was, was funny. I, so there was some good kills. Actually, but yeah, and I liked uh, what happened to Clammy Jane's navigator. I thought that was hilarious where, they, where she takes her the navigator out, and that's worth points too. It's like, oh, okay, that's it. They really you know, don't care if they kill each other in the end. Oh, I mean, but, uh, that's, but, how we, that's how. I, that's I how personally, my, my favorite kill of the whole movie was the, the girl that was the human sacrifice. The oh, really? That, oh, that, yeah. That, that was, was my favorite had any emotion attached to it at all no and it should have because she i mean she makes a point of introducing herself and that should have been something that you know in better hands it could have actually been a very interesting way to look at fandom and and that kind of thing but uh, that's exactly and maybe whoever was writing it maybe that was what they were thinking they were doing but uh, the execution is weak as shit Wait, you get it? Uh, um, sorry. Sorry. Oh, bad pun. <laughs> the execution. But, you know, you'd figure that, you know, if he ran down the rest of them, that would have been even funnier. Yeah. Oh, oh the doctors. Okay, hold on. The other one where the doctors and nurses are wheeling out the old people for euthanasia day. And yeah. he decides to do the U-turn and take out the doctors. And he said, whoa, he could have had 700 points and he only took, you know, 50 or 60. Oh, well. <laughs> well yeah, euthanasia. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think before we get to the scores, uh, what do you guys think about how everything was resolved in the end? I mean, that was pretty dumb. Oh, yeah. How, yeah. He kills the president and he becomes the president. And then he abolishes the death race. Uh, that he was, yeah, it was like he just all of a sudden changes up at the very end of the movie. It makes no sense. It didn't all. make any sense. No, no and yeah. it's not supposed to. It's like, okay, maybe his whole goal in the whole time was to end the presidency, and that's all he cared about. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's a, it just, it was, they were going like, okay, we're running out of time. Uh, let's just end it. Okay, he kills the president, he becomes president, and then we run over the annoying announcer guy. Right. But hold on, the way they ended the film, is still my favorite, which is the the guy, the Walter Cronkite wannabe, doing his uh, you know history of violence started three thousand three hundred thousand years ago with the early primates. Right. I was like, oh, okay, that was kind of fun. However, speaking of endings, let's go back to or not the endings, but let's talk about the beginning. Remember how we were saying before? We always say you know the opening of a film gives you it should be a window into what you're going to see. And this film's opening credits have to be the worst opening credits I've ever seen. They look so cheap. It's like 
get my kid to draw a car and a couple of things here and let's play some really bad music over it and flash some names and it was just it's so bad it looks like something somebody would have done with an eight millimeter camera in their backyard okay i'm going to do a movie called death race and hold the card up in front of the the camera and it's like oh it was awful it's like okay you know the film is cheap when the credits look that cheap i mean the bad just bad looking credits and it's just hard to it's hard to enjoy the film right from the start because you're like oh my god this is terrible and you know it tries hard i mean it does try it tries to entertain so i give it that much well trying and doing is two different things Hmm. all right so let's do it okie doke i think we we should have had joshua here because if i remember correctly his his scores were uh probably in line the way I was thinking about the film, but anyways. Well, Josh pretty much gave it eight across the board. I know. Uh, Story eight, acting eight, score eight, uh, production quality eight, and overall entertainment eight. Maybe he watched the wrong film. Or this is a fever. If he's got a fever, that's probably where he got those scores from. So he got the highest score of any film, 40, by one judge. So that gave him 40. So never fear, I come in <laughs> with the lowest. Yeah, lower, yeah. Than, lower than than Casino Royale. Yeah, I'm I, stunned. But you know the difference between like, I, I, if I had a gun to my head, I I would watch this one over at Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Then again, taking that bullet is pretty enticing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but at least. Casino Royale had some of the heavy weights in cinema history in it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just that assembling of a talent was worth a lot. Uh, but so badly used and, and not good. Like, none of their acting was good. I agree. Uh, I agree. But it's just, I have a soft spot for Peter Sellers. I think he's one of the five greatest. Yeah, talents. and he played it straight through that movie. Right. So, <laughs> I know. All right, so story, I gave it a four. Uh, story, uh, you know, I didn't think it was amazing or anything like that. Uh, the acting, I gave a three, which is very disappointing because um, I love David Carradine generally. Didn't love him in this film. Um, and Sylvester Stallone was freaking horrible. <laughs> and a lot of, I mean, to be honest, it wasn't his fault, I imagine. Like, I didn't understand the whole thing when he had... What did he have? Clam chowder? He was yep. eating it with his hands. And, yep. like, it was just weird. It was. Um, the score and sound design, I gave it a two. Mm-hmm. It was nothing, you know, I mean, it, it's pr- probably unfair because it probably had one of the lowest budgets of all the films that we've done. Mm-hmm. But I got to judge what it's in front of me. And um, the production quality, I gave it a five because um, I like the look of the cars. So, you know, they, that was pretty cool. And I liked... I did like how Frankenstein looked, the Frankenstein look. Mm-hmm. So that was the thing that I probably I, that I liked the most about the film was some of the uh, imagery uh, with the you know the different production design. Mm-hmm. Overall entertainment value, I gave it a three oh. because um, I just wasn't entertained by this film, okay. and um, so it uh, I gave it a seven. 
16. Okay. So, Jen. Jen. Give this movie a five across the entire board except overall entertainment. Overall entertainment, I actually gave it a seven because even though I was disappointed, I still like it. So, yeah, it's five for everything entertainment and i you know i if i could say something about the the designs for the cars <laughs> the designs for the cars were so ridiculous if you really think about it but they looked mm-hmm. really cool as they were driving it, it reminded me of something like out of batman where you've got like sort of <laughs> over the top ridiculous designs and yeah. kudos to whoever it was that was really driving those cars because that must have been quite an, a difficult thing to do i cannot mm-hmm. imagine those things were very aerodynamic no. One other, um, one other uh, observation that I was thinking about uh, when I was watching it was, you know, this is like the original sort of we all shop at Hot Topic kind of uh, costuming. It, it, the, the costuming was like so silly in some places mm-hmm. that it, it really did make me laugh. And I especially was laughing at Sylvester Stallone's pink tie. I don't know why, but it was just so funny and out of place. Like, who thought that was a good choice? I like the Frankenstein fan club where the only wear is a black sweater that says F on it. See? <laughs> like, I'm like, telling you, wow, these people the turned into marketing. <laughs> Seriously, they are the original emo girls. All right. Uh, my score is here for the story. I'm giving it a six because at least it was sort of original. It had an interesting idea. Not a great. And there were some interesting ideas hidden in there that just weren't executed great. I mean, there was a bit of commentary on the way news uh, sensationalizes violence for entertainment value. Um, bits about, you know, sports in general. And uh, I kind of give it a little bit of a credit where credit's due in, in some cases and there was actually some funny bits in it that made me laugh and they were intentionally supposed to be funny so um the acting i'm going to be generous and give it a four i didn't think any of the acting was really anywhere spectacular Carradine looked bored through most of the movie until he did his weird laugh um stallone was just chewing up the scenery so bad he was yelling every line and after a while you just kind of uh, Score and sound design. We're giving that a three. Um, you know, mono. I mean, sure, you got the revving of the motors every so often, but it's just you know, it's just not really well done. Uh, production quality, overall look of the film. This thing was cheap, cheap, cheap. I appreciated the cars. I did. Uh, even the map paintings, as bad as they were, at least was sort of an effort to make this look futuristic. But generally, the whole thing looks so cheap. Um, I, I I have to give it a five. But entertainment value, I give it an eight. I enjoy this film. It is a terrible film. It is bad. I don't suggest it to anybody, but I do enjoy it. I watched it twice, just you know, in the last couple of days. I enjoy. I'm sorry, but I do enjoy this film. For as bad as it is, there's moments in it that makes me laugh, and the over-the-top violence is is funny in places. I noticed that when Frankenstein kills somebody, there's no blood. When Machine Gun Joe kills somebody, it's like very bloody and gross, and it's sort of like, okay, so you're supposed to not like Machine Gun Joe because his he's more violent than Frankenstein. Now there you go.
Jen, do your your thing. Okay, so <clears throat> for the, I really had to think about this for a while because uh, once again, this movie sort of stumped me in terms of like, well, what do, what is it that you would actually eat for the to watch the movie Death Race? And so I had to sort of come up with something uh, original. And what I came up with was donuts. And before you um, before you think that maybe donuts don't work for Death Race, <clears throat> you'll have to go to the blog to look at how we did donuts. But basically, we turned the donuts into car wheels, and we have the the it's it's the Death Race dessert, and it's really good. They turned out really cute. Um, but I swear, much like the film, it's sort of all calorie and not really a bunch of anything. So you know. <laughs> That was wow. and not and we, not a clam dip. No, you know I thought I, I went back and forth about all kinds of stuff to do for this <laughs> film, including just you know playing up like shots of whiskey and stuff. But the but the the tires turned out really cute. Like if we were actually to put this into kind of a cake mold, it would have looked really cool. But I think the donuts are plenty. You know what we also forgot to talk about was the senseless nudity in this film. Oh God, that was so senseless. It was completely pointless, and the actresses had to contort themselves in very strange poses to make sure they didn't show too much. And it was very weird and not erotic at all. It just kind of was like, "Ugh, why are they doing this? This is pointless. Hey, I like." It. it was pointless. The massage scene was really ridiculous and so yeah. over the top. Yeah. <laughs> But you knew why they had it there, right? Got to get the horny teens in the drive-in to see some skin. Well, call me a horny teenager because uh, I enjoyed it. Oh, it's the only part of the film you enjoyed. Maybe you should bump up your rating then a little, eh? For uh, entertainment factor. Well, <laughs> this movie um, got a total score of 110, which is a 55 percent on the cheese rating so uh let's look at the leaderboard okie doke and the leaderboard starting from the bottom number nine we have casino royale uh number eight rollerball number seven the car number six the towering inferno new on their board number five death race uh number four body double Number three, let's scare Jessica to death. Number two, the dead zone. And number one still is uh, Dawn of the Dead. Hmm. So, yeah. So Death Race ended up scoring higher than you thought. Yes. So kudos (laughs) to that. Was it better than Towering Inferno? Yes. Better than the car? Yes. That's debatable. (sighs) The car was bad. Not terrible, just bad. I actually like the car more. Me too, actually. The car was more dangerous in the... The cars were more dangerous in Death Race than they were in the car. Uh, Yeah, I would say... you know how They didn't have that annoying beeping that they did, you know, every time they attacked somebody. I would say... I would say um, one way you can can, uh, guess would which one was better was by my mother's reaction. And my mother watched both the car and death race. And I would say that my mother, if she had a gun to her head, 
she would probably choose the car. I think she actually enjoyed the car. <laughs> yeah, I like your mom. She's pretty awesome. <laughs> Why do you keep putting a gun to her head to make her watch movies? Look, some movies you need a gun to watch. Okay. Uh, no, she did not like... My mother did not like uh, Death Race. She said, who picked this? <laughs> I did. And I'm proud to have done it. I love this film. My mother was not. It was a, it was a nasty skin that she saw. She didn't like that. You're watching dirty movies with your mother. Shame on you. I'm watching dirty movies with my mother. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, yeah, well, I would say <laughs> that my mother has been grown for a while now. <laughs> uh, so um let me um let's do the uh um hold on one second. <clears throat> what's on tap for we're next gonna, week? Uh, go over uh, what's next week. What's next Sorry, week? Sorry, I, I should have had it already. Yeah, we're going into the home stretch now, aren't we? I think yeah, yeah, two, going, films uh, two films left, yes. Oh, Okay, so next week is Strange Brew, uh, the 1983 film. Uh, in their quest for free beer, bumbling Canadian brothers Bob and Doug McKenzie wind up working at the Elsnore Brewery. The hapless uh, lads uncover a sinister mind control plot spearheaded by brewmaster Max von Sydow and must stop the scheme, which also, also includes uh, Uncle Claude, played by Paul Dooley, a member of the uh, Els Elsinore family. As Bob and Doug try to prevent Smith from taking over the world, they also manage to drink plenty of their favorite uh, beverage. Uh, this movie came out in August on August 19th, 1983. And it's, oh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas directed the film. Mm -hmm. And they wrote the screenplay. I didn't know that. Yep. So with a budget of $4 million. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know that. That's interesting. Mm. So that's uh, next week's film. There you go. I, now that's another movie that I've seen a long time ago. And I remember it being really good. So we'll see. If <laughs> well, it, you may you be know. remembering wrong. But I uh, hopefully you'll get a couple of laughs out of it. I, I remember those characters were pretty popular. The commercials and, and all of that kind of stuff. Hey, I just want to congratulate each and every one of us for this week not making any autoerotic asphyxiation jokes. Oh, jeez, I just ruined it. <laughs> I thought that through the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie, I'm sitting there thinking, like, it's kind of the way he went out. Yeah, yeah. And we, but I didn't have uh, the heart to. I didn't have the heart to uh, mention that. Yeah, me neither. Oops. Just, yeah. So it, it just came out. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I guess that will be the wrap for this this turkey, and uh, it's now in the bin. So two more to go. So hopefully, uh, and then the showdown between the top two should be uh, interesting. Uh, I unless there's a huge upset, I, I'm I'm guessing Dawn of the Dead will still be on the top. I I I believe so too. Yeah. Uh, that one will definitely probably be there. It's just so, what would be number two. That's the question. Uh -huh. Unless, unless somehow you know the next two films we see are that much more entertaining than everything else. Who knows? Yeah, crossed my fingers. We'll see. 
Oh, I think we lost Jen. So I think three minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, how can we? Okay, uh, you can get me at Kente F on um, on uh, Instagram. I mean, sorry, on Twitter. You can get me at Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And how can we get you? Uh, Gmail King Penguin at G, uh, King Penguin at Gmail dot com, uh, or uh, you can catch my YouTube channel, the uh, uh, Professor Psycho's Movie Madhouse, where there's all kinds of weird and wonderful stuff that nobody watches. All right, and you can get uh, Jen at Following Bliss. We'll catch you next week. Bye.